Hello, this is James Grumbick with Decentralized.media. You can find us on rumble.com backslash or forward slash or whatever slash Red Pill Project. You know what I'm talking about. I'm here today with a great Dr. Lee Merritt, one of the dangerous dames, one of the five docs, a good friend of mine, a, a phenomenal researcher on the virus, no virus, the EMF, the Russia-Ukraine war. It, she just goes down and down in different rabbit holes. And I always enjoy having a conversation with her, whether it's on my show, her show, or whatever show. It's quite extraordinary. Let's plan video number one. She's going to love this. I don't think she's seen this, nor have you public, a 1956, you're not going to believe this, video that talks about the coronavirus in 2020. So you're talking about, oh my Lord, you're talking about almost 70 years ago. Just incredible. How the uh, these geniuses in the cabal have come up with all of this fun stuff. The future certainly looks bright, but it isn't without its darker sides. According to some predictions, obesity will likely run rampant, and political corruption will become so commonplace as to be accepted. People with nothing entertaining or informative to say will broadcast their demands for attention, and once-beloved performers will become pushers of snake oil. Perhaps worst of all will be the emergence of a deadly and potentially devastating disease. Think of the last time that you contracted influenza. You were likely bedridden for days, having no appetite or desire to play games. Experts predict that by the year 2020, a new virus will rise, spreading from somewhere in Asia to the rest of the world. And with international travel being available to even the most common citizen, a sickness which would have been contained in years past will quickly spread to all corners of the globe. Wow, you, you want to talk about predictive programming? That takes the cake, yeah. Lee. Go, go ahead and weigh in before I do the PowerPoint. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, I have seen that. Um, and uh, it's, it's like the idea of the name coronavirus. You know, they want to tell us it's because we can see the, the crown shaped on electron micrograph. And, and I can show you pictures why that's not true. But in any case, uh, it actually comes from the name Coronas. The god of medicine, the big god of medicine was Apollo. And all he did was bring plagues. And he was married to a human or he, he got a human woman pregnant named Coronas. And that's what this is all about. It, it's old. It's it's the creepy old religion, the pagan religions, and um, and the names come from there. It has nothing to do with modern science. No, good. I, I'm glad to hear it. But it sounds like a lot like predictive programming. Yeah, what we dealt with in the modern world, right? Part of the CIA MK Ultra programming. Tell tell a vision or yeah, tell a that's story. Exactly right. Come on, we've got to wake up people. This is, this is kind of awesome. Let's get into the to the PowerPoint, and we'll get into the show. There's a lot going on in the world. Some of it's very interesting, especially over the weekend. Kind of a shocker in a way, and uh, here we go. A good shocker. So this is episode uh, 14 with Dr. Lee Merritt, uh, White Lung 5G Syndrome. We're going to get into that because it's going to spread around the world. I don't think so, but uh, Lee and I will talk about that. And you can find me at decentralized.media, uh, right? You can find us at, at uh, rumble.com, Red pill project so i do five shows a week it's two of them beyond the bible three of them unrestricted warfare we're definitely in an unrestricted war a war without limits so this is uh journalist liz liz gunn out of new zealand and she had a big five or six minute uh video break over the weekend because whistleblowers two of them in new zealand no less 
have had were swatted by the police because they were spreading something not allowed to spread in New Zealand. Data. You can't spread data. You can spread the virus, but you can't spread data. Or you can't spread propaganda, but you can spread the virus, but not data. Just just totally insane. It's a five-minute video. I don't need to play it here. Uh, Lee and I will talk about it for sure. So here, this is what I'm talking about. Data from the New Zealand Ministry of Health shows that COVID vaccines have killed over 10 million worldwide. And this is a quote below. Stop spreading the data. They're telling the New Zealand people and especially those working government with access to the data to stop spreading the data. Don't spread lies. Don't spread propaganda. Don't spread the virus. Right. But stop spreading data. It, it's just totally insane. And Steve Kirsch reports it's finally here. Record level data showing vaccine timing and death rate. Yeah, no question. There is no confusion any longer. The vaccines are unsafe and have killed on average one person out of a thousand doses. I think is a lot more than that. But the lie in the, in the in the data show continues, right? What did Mark Twain uh, once say? Uh, da- uh, figures don't lie, but liars figure. Well, that is absolutely, we're living on that in steroids in the COVID age of the last four years. So something else for you to be concerned about, not just, you know, if you if you get caught spreading, you know, truth or data, you're in trouble. That's all I can tell you. But now we have to worry about our U.S. Uh, water systems targeted by Iran cyber attacks, probably new... Uh, North Korean cyber attacks, probably by Russian cyber attacks. Oh, and definitely by Chinese cyber attacks. So they're going for our water. It's easy to do. They can go in, they can shut down municipalities, uh, sewage treatment plants, et cetera. So depending where you live, what municipality, you might be vulnerable to a you know, polygon crisis of cyber attacks. Just letting you know to be on the lookout. So this was extraordinary. So yesterday afternoon, someone, someone texted me this. This is the usdebtclock.org. It, it, it tells you by the seconds all of the debt, all the money supply, so on and so on, the second money supply, all of it, tax rolls, income. This is the United States dashboard for the Federal Reserve and the, and the government going bankrupt. This is what this is, right? And out of nowhere, we get We the People tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern time. So I got this at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, what the heck is this going to be about? It gets interesting. <laughs> so here we, it gets interesting. So suddenly, if you went there today to the U.S., uh, debtclock.org, you're not going to find this image. You're going to, you're just going to read the numbers in red, red, you know, red for, for hemorrhaging money and green for supposedly getting money. And that's what you're going to look at. You look at a very, you know, full of numbers, matrix of red and green numbers, really tallying live. Pretty incredible. But now we get a picture of James Madison. What's James Madison doing on this? Oh, so we, the people, history records that the money changers have used every form of abuse, intrigue, deceit, and violent means possible to maintain their control over governments by controlling money and its issuance. James Madison. Well, that's pretty darn interesting. So are the three emblems below this, but I'll get I'll zoom in that a little more. So here we have the same quote, but underneath we have the Federal Reserve emblem, the World Bank emblem, and in the middle is the International Money Money fund, but now we have the White Hats taking a a crayon, basically you know, a marker of some kind, and putting uh, t- an X through the International Monetary Fund as if it's bankrupt, well, or defunct, or out of business. And I tell you what, I actually believe this. No one hacked into the U.S. debt clock, right? Because there's been three or four messages over the past, I don't know, past year or actually past couple of months. So the military whites, in my opinion, are full in control of this website. And here they're telling us something very big. The International Monetary Fund, IMF, is completely kaput. 
that's the case. Watch what happens financially in the next couple of weeks. Bank run, right? Insolvency of either the World Bank next to it or you know, you know, the U.S. Federal Reserve. It's all coming, people. So actually be prepared. But that's great news. The crash is good news, not bad news. It's the end of the Babylon system. So here we got uh, James in uh, the medicalrebel.com, Dr. Lee Merritt. I was on her show. She's been on my show. And I was on with her and Courtney Turner recently on an episode of Dangerous Dames. And I wasn't a dame, but I didn't dress <laughs> and drag that day either. But it was a great show. We had a lot of fun a month ago. And here we got Dr. Lee Merritt, the medical rebel. So we got drleemerritt.com or the medicalrebel.com, and you will find her. Let's welcome Lee. Dr. Merritt, how are you doing? Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me on. So, so what do you think about the debt clock uh, being being hijacked by the White Hats and, and the IMF being crossed out? Well, I, it's interesting, but I had to verify in my mind that that was actually meaningful. But it does look like that we can't sell treasury bonds, that there was a there was a big bond sale, uh, you know, like trillions of dollars yeah. that they tried to do and zero showed up. That's a that that's failed. a bad that, yeah, that's that's to me that the, the that says we're we're about to have a big uh, big big change here. And yeah, that was last month. And so if you can't sell something, you you print money out of thin air and you need people to buy it. Wow, you're you're gonna have a lemonade lemonade stand with no buyers. Pretty interesting, right? You have a lot of lemonade yeah. that goes sour. And it's going to be pretty much game over soon because if they're not buying last month, they're not buying this month, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, you got a product nobody wants anymore, and that's the United States uh, full faith and credit. And that's so the IMF taking out. And you got to realize IMF, uh, World Bank, World Economic Forum, United Nations, who they're all interconnected in Davos and other places, including the EU. So this is, if if the World Bank goes down with the IMF, it's game over. And there was a leaked document late back in. Uh, I was just trying to find. Some, yeah, there was a leaked document back in October 2020, right before the vaccines rolled out. And it was a leaked document from the Canadian Health Department that talked about uh, they actually had planned out like like quarterly a, a name for a new variant. This literally, this was the game. The game plan was exposed. Oh, I, I've seen that. Yeah, I've right? seen that. And, what, and what's great about it is it was also <laughs> talking about the IMF buying uh b financially broke canadians because they thought they could do the lockdowns for six months or eight months and people would be bankrupt right and then they'd be begging the government to be saved and then the imf would come in buy the property pennies of dollars and say hey but you can have a nice house uh in the smart city where we're gonna you know zap you with emf or to vaccinate you every month and that's the deal with the devil but you know what happened they couldn't keep the lockdowns going forever so the entire plan kind of blew up on them well, yeah, we hope we hope we're out of that. I, I have to say, the they're trying again. I mean, you can see it that that the white lung disease now. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something in that regards, and I'm gonna be publishing an article in a couple of days. They came out in August with the what the 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 EG.5 Eris that was gonna take over the world and get, make kids sick. Oh yeah, and that was going to be in August and October, I mean, September and October, and zero nothing we we're supposed to have the, the you know the zombie apocalypse on october 4th fema you know the the, the emergency broadcast system right nothing. we're now at in the last month of 2023 in four years lee four years we've not, how many how many bodies in the street have we actually seen dead from either 5g emf or dead from an actual virus none zero i lived in new york city for 18 months before i moved to florida 
there has been no bodies in the street. And they can't produce clusters of sick kids in the United States. They can put them in headlines, but they can't actually produce them where parents or or somebody would videotape it and show it. I've seen nothing on this white lung disease. It's supposed to be in 14 states. I've not seen one single video on social media or any of my groups anywhere showing me that, that there's clusters of kids sick. Not even acting. I see nothing. What are your thoughts? Well, I agree with you to a point. I mean, I, I think that the um, at this point, we're not seeing a lot of sick kids in America. Although, here's what I, let me just say what I think is going on. I actually have a, uh, uh, some, some slides I could show you about the argument of whether or not viruses exist, which is an important one. It's not, people think that's just confusing the waters, but it really is. We can't keep playing disease whack-a-mole. No. What, what I think you're talking, you know, every time they can label a new disease, they can try and get you scared about it. I mean, the shortest lived new disease was I think Marburg. I mean, but, but then monkeypox, they came and went within yeah, weeks. But, but my, my, they, my point is they can't produce the bodies that would really scare people. Well, and again, headlines, yeah. headlines, Headlines only go so far, Lee. Probably get that. so far. They need dead people, dead kids in the school, and I don't condone this or want this, right? Or dead people street, and they can't. I get it. it. Go no, ahead. I get it. You're saying you're saying we need physical bodies in the street, but yeah, no, but, not, not know, actors, I, real yeah. bodies, real dead, real dead. I get that. Out of mouth, right? They can't produce any of that. Go on. Right. Except I will say, uh, now we're dealing. We're coming into our first winter of fully vaccinated people, of all these vaccinated people yep. with immune systems dropping. So we are at some risk. It's not for, it's not the unvaccinated that I'm worried about. Um, it is the vaccinated. And what they're going to do is they're going to, I, and I, and, and I, and I will say, let me just back up and say something about this white lung disease. You know, if it were a normal thing, if this were what we call flu, which I is not a virus, but that's another story, but whatever it is, it, we get in the winter, who gets it? It's not young children, it's elderly, okay? It's the old people that have bad immune systems. And in, and now they're saying it's mycoplasma. Well, even mycoplasma, who got it? Who got sick from it and died? It was the legionnaires. And it's people that are generally older, okay? So in any infectious disease that we pretty much know, um, children are less susceptible to dying from it than adults. So why are we suddenly seeing this outbreak of children? And the only thing I will say is, if it's real, one of the reasons and that it could be is because we have, during COVID, we put up all these 5G towers by the schools. Yep. Now, there is an issue with 5G and your immune system. And we know this from a long, long, I mean, lots of things. I mean, they, they showed in, in mice that you put mice in a 5G environment, their immune system cells drop by 50%. Yeah. Um, they, we also knew about telegraphers disease in the 1800s when they first put people that were totally unused to non-electrified areas. They suddenly went under working under telegram. They were around electricity. They got this telegraphers disease. Now, one of the early signs of EMF problems is lung irritation. And when you hear the symptoms in these kids, they're not coughing up anything, but they're just having this hacky cough and a fever. That's what you see with a new electromagnetic raising them in the environment around you so it is possible there's something real here but the but the point is and and to your point i get it we don't think that there's going to be enough actual disease and death to make a difference but i have to say in the one the only one thing that is an unknown here is how badly this vaccine is going to damage people over time yeah we well see, see you and i are in agree on that but let me let me explain for the audience this was a binary weapon from day one. 
You're going to take the vaccines with the ingredients, if not the vaccine themselves, made in China, communist China. You're going to have Huawei tele telecom and other Chinese vendors equipment in the United States. Right. And the plan, especially if Trump was not in office, was going to be what? It was going to be vaccinate the people from this this fake virus, this fake this COVID psyop, and then a you know, year later zap them with this and claim that's the next pandemic. Right. Here's, here's the problem they got. They no longer have the capability to do that. I'm talking about the cabal, the deep state. They cannot pull this off. Let me explain why. Remember when Trump, what did Trump Huawei? do? Huawei? Yeah, well, he banned Huawei and banned four others, but it, it took it a step further. He comes up with a Kofifi uh, tweet and a Kofifi yeah. act, and people yeah. like coffee, that's really bizarre. And everyone laughed at him, especially the left, right? The lunatic yeah. left, you know, TDS, right? They they laughed at him. Funny thing, though, it, it, it's, it's C, CO, it's cobalt. V's for vanadium. Iron, iron. It's, it's iron, iron. Two miles of iron. But let me read what I pulled up on this so you understand where I'm going. You, Lee, and the audience. So magnetic materials, both cobalt and vanadium can exhibit ferromagnetic, iron magnetic, right, ferromagnetic properties. Ferromagnetic materials, when exposed to an external magnetic field, become magnetized and can generate their own magnetic field. Ha, shielding. Yeah. Alloying. Cobalt and vanadium can, can be alloyed with other materials to create specialized all, uh, alloys with magnetic problems. Electromagnetic interference shielding. Cobalt and vanadium can be used in materials designed to shield against electromagnetic interference, EMI, right? Shielding materials are used to protect electronic devices from external magnetic fields that could disrupt their operation. These materials can contain cobalt or vanadium to enhance the shielding effectiveness. Yeah. Boom. So what Trump did with the military, with the telecom co companies, I can I can assure you, he did what? He actually, they actually, the scientists in the military or whoever put together this combination on some device and put them in all the, all the telecom 5G towers and all the schools and all the 5G towers in New York City. They cannot produce the 50, 60, 70, 80 gigahertz of spectrum that would kill people as a microwave they can't even produce 20 gigahertz and some claim and i don't have evidence of the some claim it's less than one gigahertz so what i'm saying is the the, uh, the second part of this zombie apocalypse machine right the binary weapon is completely how would i say this deactivated yeah, neutralized. I, I, it's I neutralized. know about that and and like like going back to my point they they have produced nothing and they're losing Daily and the IMF going out of business, they're desperate and they can't produce a zombie apocalypse. That is my point. So 5G, yeah, you should still be concerned about 3G, 4G, 5G, right? No question on a personal level, but it's not going to produce a zombie apocalypse because it's been neutralized by Kofi. Right. But you're leaving out one thing. I agree with you. I, I don't think that's what's going to happen. I'm leaving out. I, I think that's optogenetics. Okay, the Travis Scott concert. Okay, so here's the other way, and it doesn't. It's not involving power. Okay, and it's not involving. Uh, it's 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 not really. I don't. And they may be able to mitigate this too, but we haven't heard that yet. So I'm just saying what we know and what we don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I I don't know. So I so when I looked up a long time ago, this is a year or so, two years ago, I looked up when everybody was talking about CRISPR technology and this all this genetic vaccine and this CRISPR technology, and I started following that trail, and it led me to the guy that's the the that's potentially the father of CRISPR, Feng Zhang, at the Zhang lab at MIT. Yep. But he says, 
we can't do precise gene insertion. We can do gene knockdown, but we can't do precise gene insertion. So I said, what the heck? What's this guy? He's supposed to be the father of CRISPR. What's he really doing? So I looked at his PhD thesis and his PhD thesis is in optogenetics. Now what optogenetics is that they've, they realized that there are light sensitive chemicals that you have in the body and what can we do to activate them? And so they, they found out in humans, we have them like opsins, like rhodopsin in the eye, but it's just not very kinetically good. It's not too fast. It doesn't act very fast, but they found these bacterial opsins that are really quick acting and they married them up. They hybridized them with, with mammal opsins. And they did these, the following experiments, they injected them into mice and then they hit the mice with certain wavelengths. So for example, in the bacteria, there are these uh, blue green um, uh, archaebacteria and you could put them in Petri dishes. And if you expose them to a 300 nanometer wavelength, yep. they'll turn on their little flagella and they'll swim over to the other side of the Petri dish. So you can activate this, this very quick, this thing activates. Well, they did this to the mice. They could control their brain function and they can control their heart rhythm. Now, and it, and they say it is so it is spatiotemporally very precise. In other words, they can literally map the the rat's heart using this technology. They can put arrhythmias here and arrhythmias there. They can do this part of the brain, this part of the brain, very very precise. So what happened at the Travis Scott concert? What happened was that people had to have a vaccine, and then they were exposed to strobe lights. They were young, healthy people. They exposed to strobe lights. They were exposed to wavelengths. They go in. And 14 or 15 people dropped. And the and one guy that survived it that I heard say, he said, it felt like my heart stopped. Now it wasn't a crush scene like they tried to make it. And all I'm saying to be to be clear here is we have around the world, we've seen multiple weird episodes where Korea things, Korea, Israel, uh 150 China. kids under 20 yes. years old all, all got wiped out. Yeah, and, and, so yeah, and the guys the they guys called the stampede, but it had nothing to do with it. Go on, Lee. Yeah, the smoke comes out the nose, the guy's dying in Israel. I mean, there's some there's something else that so optogenetics, I don't know if 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 without personal mitigation, I don't know if uh if that if that's gonna stop that. I hope you're right, and I hope they can't do that. I don't think I don't think humans have I don't think these evil people are gonna win. So I, I really believe that God's gonna win. And so this is not gonna be something that they can't, I don't believe they can mess with our genetics the way they can. So no. most of what they're telling us is a big lie, including the fear that they're putting out by viruses. So, yep. but but this is a, po I'm just saying, this is a possibility that is not really about 5G. It's just about wavelength. Yep. Isn't about power. It's no, like- no, I understand that. So, so yeah. to your point- Here's, to your point, we're learning that we're photon beings of light. We're 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 our cells are photon beings of light. At, at, you know, everyone's we're carbon based. No, we're photon based. Yeah, let me let me show you an interesting picture I, here. Yeah, I shared the uh, screen takeover. Go ahead. Yeah, hold on. Let me just find this. Um. Okay. So this is one of the. This is one of the creepiest things uh, I've seen. Full screen, this, if you like. I'll go there. Go ahead. Okay. So this is the um, this is they're putting five G around water towers, right? Yep. And the and and so I had a discussion on air about with this with an electro uh, electrical engineer who said, "Oh, that's nonsense. It can't penetrate the metal tower. It's not about penetration of the metal tower. It's about resonance, and the resonance can get into the water on the inside of the tower." Now here's the point. This is a tur this is a tortoise, okay? And you see these, if you see the four pictures on the right, 
those are resonant, those are cymatic plates. And it shows that a certain hertz resonating will give you a great pattern. And then you see the tortoise. Here's a tortoise that, here's a biologically alive being that has incorporated resonant frequencies into his shell. And this is a 10, 21 hertz frequency that has made that pattern in the shell, yep. just like we're showing on the cymatic plate. And that's the point, is that if you resonate, water has memory, and if you resonate water badly, okay, you can create bad memory in the water, essentially. You can possibly dis disrupt this. I don't know, but I'm just saying we should not let them get on our water with this stuff. Um, again, even if it's not about even if it's not about power, and I hope that what you're talking about will mitigate this too, but we don't know. We don't know. We really don't know. So there's several possibilities here. No, that's, that's, that's fascinating. And that explains a lot. And water does have memory. We, we shouldn't mess with the water. But uh, putting 5G in work houses is a bad idea to begin with, no matter no matter what the frequency is. Right, right. And 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 I'll, and I'll tell you, the other thing is that... Um, uh, well, there's another thing I have another great picture of. It it shows the how you actually, you know, we are we are creatures of light. And and as you said, we actually make energy in our bodies the way that Grand Coulee Dam makes energies in the uh makes energy in in Washington state, it makes electricity. Because what happens in in a, in the dam is that water flows from a high portion of the dam to the to low portion the water flows down a gradient and when it comes down that gradient it hits these turbines the turbines turn because of the power of the flowing water and they rotate rotors that generate electricity well in our body we literally have the exact same thing in our mitochondria in every cell in the body we have millions of these mitochondria that have little rotors in them and they work on hydrogen ion charge gradient so the, instead of water flowing over the dam you have positive charges flowing over the dam but what happens when you step into an EMF environment? It it it's like raising the bottom water on the uh, uh, you know yeah. if you raise the bottom water up on the Grand Coulee Dam, you don't have a you don't have a fall of the water. You're not going to turn the turbines. That can happen when we walk into an electromagnetic frequency. We can't make power in the body. That's how we get sick. This whole nonsense about viruses is to just convince us that they're not poisoning us other ways. But what the they're doing is oh. You you and I should just do do a a right now a uh, you know we should freelance a little bit and so what are the vectors they've been poisoning us with we get, we got food oh we yeah got water air air chemtrails they're right? damaging the plants food trees in the ground yeah yeah right and, and, and the big one is vaccines and the medical establishment you know all yeah. uh, an army recovering physician all the pills that you've put in yeah all of it. You know, so and and I think controlling your water is key. You have to really yeah. not, you know, when Brian was talking about Brian Artis was talking about poisoning the city water. Yeah, it's possible, but it's very unlikely, very hard to do compared to what we can do with bottled water. Yeah, I, I mean, I ran to shut down a power a, a water plant for a couple of days, right? You know, hacking. Right, right. You can and, do and, it. But it, it's it easier not than poisoning together. the water supply because it gets diluted and it gets washed. Whatever, long long yeah. way from Kansas. Yeah, but we can certainly do it when we when we look at the um, you know 
when we look at the bottled water and and, and then all the and then the H the GMO foods, uh, you know, it's not just about polluting it with chemicals. GMO foods are extremely hazardous and people don't believe it. They I didn't used to believe it. Uh, they make they don't tell you what really is happening. And, and the, they hid the science from us for for decades um there was an italian scientist that looked at gmo potatoes this is when the eu was trying to bring in gmo potatoes and um people were protesting so there was controversy about it well he he had some he had been doing wheat gut uh research he had a bunch of rats in his lab and yep. so he he just used them for the potatoes so he started feeding them I, you know, and I can't remember if there were a couple studies like this, so I might be confusing which one it was. But it, basically, if you fed the rats 30% food that was GMO, their life expectancy was significantly lowered. And see, the problem with humans is we live a lot longer than rats. It's very hard to get that understanding until it's too late. You know, how much, in other words, we should probably be living to 120. How much of our life expectancy has already been damaged by what they've done to us already? We just don't have a sense of it because you can't test it easily. But the rats, you can test, and their life expectancy went way down when they ate GMO food. Now, potato, GMO potatoes, for example, it's not, they were, they were made to look better on the shelf longer. Okay, that was the whole goal, so that they had shelf life. But does it mean they're healthy? no. They still rot. What they did is they take out the melanin so you don't see the rotting. So you're getting chemically damaged, rotten food that's been sitting around forever and doesn't show the sign of rot. Right. And that's like appeal, which, you know, and, and yes, that's another like one. it, which does the disposal. This is the rumor alleged that it protects the outside, but it rots the inside. So you're not getting any of the nutrients, any of the benefits. And then, of course, we have your favorite story, which is uh, bugs and insects. Because why is that bad? Because one, there's no tr nutritional value from what I understand to human beings. And two, a lot of bugs and insects carry what? Parasites. parasites. Yeah, they have parasites. And then here's another one that I thought of. I haven't heard anybody say this, but what 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 is it that makes the beautiful color of the butterfly wings and the ble green beetles it's it's chitin and chitin in insects it's a photonic crystal so you know remember that years ago there was a french theologian who had that video and he's talking about how this is from 1995 it was from in the future that that we will be forced we'll be mandated to have vaccines because they're going to put these these liquid crystals in our brain and they will change our behavior and and uh, we'll be zombies because we can't think. And he said, don't think of this as a as a hypothesis. Just think Rwanda. Now, I don't know if he knew something about what happened in Rwanda. And he said that. So so what he's talking about in Rwanda, let's put a date on it. It's 1994. It was, a, it yeah. was an insane bloodbath between Rwanda and Burundi and a couple of the tribes there. From, what I, from what's been reported. And Hutus and Tutsis, basically. Right, it, it lasted, lasted basically 27 or 28, a little less than a month, but it was it, mass killings that happened in three different waves over four weeks. Right, so, it wasn't all at once, it was in waves. It so was in, It was absolutely in waves. I've and done the research. Machetes and everything came out. And, and it, right, and it was, it was wet work, like blood work, like, like, like the Vikings used to go battle face-to-face, right. -face, arm to arm right? It was brutal. It was not like you're shooting somebody with a sniper rifle. No, no, no. It yeah, was so, and that's, and that's what he said, that what his point was. And, and, and again, he's a theologian who knows, but he's, he showed, you can't really read it too much on the video, but you can see him. And he talks about this and he said, he's, he's blaming this on 
liquid crystals that get into the brain that can be stimulated with wavelength. In other words, he's talking about optogenetics in a different way. Now, I'm just going to point out that bugs have this, they have piezoelectric, they have uh, photonic crystals, and the stuff that they're, they're shooting out of the planes, it's not just aluminum and barium and strontium and all these things. It's piezoelectric crystals of that. So it's it's crystalline forms that if you think of it, if, again, if we're energetic light beings, crystals change, they, they change the wavelength. They bend light. They, they do definitely things. change wavelengths. So how do you spell chitin, by the way? C-H-I-T-I-N. Yeah, C-H-I-T-I-N. So, and, and but you're right. They're also, did you see that creepy video where the guy, it takes, he's, I don't know if it's, it looks like it's chopsticks, so maybe it's a Chinese video, but they take a, a, a praying mantis big yep. green insect i and saw they, that i saw a couple of days ago of the weekend yeah you put dinner. it in the water and then this parasite comes parasite out dropped, right and this, and this parasite just in the it's creepy praying, praying, praying mantis was in was in pain obviously he was trying struggling it was like held by chopsticks or something and it was struggling and this parasite just got longer and i mean it was like three times the yeah. length and then and then it's moving the around in the glass when when they and then they let the the bug go and and the, and the praying mantis walks off like okay i'm good now <laughs> you know, yeah, I, know i just got my rectal exam and i'm done right <laughs> <laughs> right so but you you know it, it and it does bring up another question which since we're kind of just free free flowing in the woo world here you know how many of these parasites we're infested with parasites they've infested us is it natural or is it something that they've done to us to shorten our lifespan. We're, we're dealing with people that really want some people around, I guess, as serfs, but they don't want this many of us. They want to shorten our lifespan. So when we're not working for them, we're not we're not going to live around very long. We're, yeah. exp we're expendable. We're expendable. We have no life value. And anybody that doesn't believe that, that thinks it's all conspiracy theory, all you have to do is read Ezekiel Manuel's paper on the disability-adjusted life here. Ezekiel Emanuel. Medical consultant to Biden and Obama and all the, the 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 powers that be, and he wrote this was in 1995, I think. Also, he wrote this article. Uh, I was in an Oxford-style debate at Georgetown University. What, what, what was it called? The uh, article, the disability-adjusted life year. I think that's the name of the article. But if you Google his name and disability-adjusted life year, you'll get it. And it, and and I think it was from the Lancet. But anyway, the point is, he said. You know, when this is when they're trying to get total control of the healthcare dollars. In 1995, we didn't have Obamacare. Most of us were still in private practice. There was this never could have Hillary, happened. Hillary was trying practice. to trying to get universal uh, medical care back then. She was trying to get the Obamacare that that she failed to do. She that was, was one, but she didn't her, do it. That was one of her uh, programs in 94, as early as 94, and and she couldn't. 91, because I was in practice in Washington D.C. when they did that. Yeah, no, that was. In fact, I wrote her a letter. Because I was working in Clinton, Maryland. And I said, why don't you, it's not very far from you. Why don't you come and visit us in Clinton, Maryland and see what the practice of medicine is really about before you really screw it up? I might have used different language on that. Yeah, yeah, of course. You, you, you use professional <laughs> language. But, but, uh, but the point is, is that, uh, that, that, yeah, they've been trying to do this. They've been trying, they, 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 they had to, they're using my profession and then they've been doing it forever to take down the world. That's really what this is. And this is not by accident. Um, every little building block was required so that people in free practice could not, we wouldn't have been able to be subverted because we were all free and independent agents. The only reason this worked is because everybody works for the hospitals now. They own it all. But at this period of time is when Ezekiel Emanuel was advising Captured. Yep. And he had, and he said, you know, he just had this, you could just see that with glee, they're just 
anxiously waiting till that day soon that they own all of healthcare. And when that happens, we have to have a fair and equitable way to distribute the healthcare. So they have this formula in this paper that they claim will determine how much your year of life is worth versus my year of life. And then they can make decisions on who gets the most healthcare dollars. Well, it really isn't that hard to understand. They have a graph on the paper and it's a, a bear, it's a bell-shaped curve. And basically it's not a complicated formula. If you're under two or over the age of 60, you might as well just bend over and kiss your ass goodbye because they don't, they're not going to spend any healthcare dollars on you. That's totally, it. Totally, under totally, two or over 60. Totally insane. So I, I was at a conference over the weekend called uh, Open the Heavens with Mary Crowley and a bunch of great speakers, Patriot Street Fighter. SG9 was here a day two. Uh, Wano Savin showed up. I ended up on John B. Uh, Wells' caravan to midnight. Uh, so I, I left the conference room. I didn't hear Juan speak. But I met a lady outside before I left. And she says in Georgia, and this this sounds sounds like the cabal to me, they're, they're, they're dropping little packets with rabies in it that raccoons will eat, like packets of food or whatever. It's covered, covered with. with some lie or whatever, something that attracts raccoons to, to rip it open, eat, and they they become they get rabies from it. So this well, is new again. What's rabies? Yeah, so what so, is rabies? Well, see, that's the problem. So I can understand without viruses, I can explain to you how chickenpox works. I can explain to you smallpox, a lot of this stuff. The problem with rabies is so I so I called Andy Kaufman. I said, Andrew, I said, what? Explain to me rabies, and and because I don't really have a sense on that one, but essentially. How many people get, I, I, I'm going to have to look this one up. So I, I'm going to tell you, this is preliminary. I'm going to look this up. But how many people a year actually get bitten by a raccoon or an animal get bitten by a raccoon? You. But that's it. So we have this again in the Truman show. He was kept on that Island by an irrational fear. And his fear was the fear of water. That's why they kept him in the Truman show. Yeah. Now what's our irrational fear? Well, we've got a bunch of them and they mostly surround disease. And, and the question is, are they, are they justified? We have an irrational fear of viral disease, which turns out probably not to be at all true. But, right. but even these things like the raccoons, again, right. oh my gosh, rabies. And it gets you all worried and you're all scared about it. But really, do you, I never, in my whole 45 years in medicine, I never saw anybody with rabies. I never heard of anybody being uh, you know, attacked by a raccoon. Now, the, in fact, they're so desperate, they decided that bats that can get rabies, they claim that bats, uh, if they just have one in your house, you better get these shots. What? There's no way I would ever do that and, to, and, and recommend it. No, but see, it's all an excuse to give you these shots. It no, seems I know. I, I know. And, and they shots. apparently Denver Hospital administered a Ebola vaccine last week, an updated version. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, it so so one we're of the reasons that, we're not we're not in equatorial Africa. We don't have we don't have Ebola floating around this country. What are they joking? Right. Well, they're probably well. Here's the point. Let me just make a point here. Crimean hemorrhagic fever. We didn't have Crimean hemorrhagic fever until the, the bioweaponeers got going. Yeah. But what could it? You know. But whatever that is, they can produce things that cause bleeding from the eyes, and one of them is. Uh, electromagnetic frequency radiation disease that actually can cause this kind of weird look and this kind of bad behavior. So we, so they're, 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 they're going to give us a treatment and then they're going to supply a disease to make it look justified in rabies. Uh, what Andrew Kaufman said is, I think it's just when they get overpopulated, they tend to eat whatever they can find and they eat like dead animals and they get sick. You know, normal raccoons would not eat the dead. They would they would kill something. But when you're desperate, I guess you eat and they're meat eaters. They would eat 
partially. I mean, they'll eat everything, but they probably get eating, eat, they eat things they shouldn't eat and then they get sick. And that's a reasonable explanation. You know, uh, th there's just so many, there's so many other possibilities they never looked at. And I'll tell you the big, if you want to, I'll tell you my big discovery. This is my big discovery. I think what's happening, you know, we talk about synthetic people, people that aren't who they appear to be, people that have right. been trained and put into positions like I would say of President Obama. Yep. I do not think President Obama was ever who he said he was. I think yep. he was a foreigner. I think he was trained and pushed. And we know the names of the people that handled him, like, you know, at Harvard and all these different things. There's an example, but there's lots of them out there. And but I didn't think it involved science. OK, but now I am thinking it involves science because there's certain things you can't touch. Some people are just they're pushed into the limelight more than any. You can work all your life in science and you can do brilliant work. But if you're a nobody and you're not part of what the narrative wants to be out there, you're not going to get the Nobel Prize and you're not going to even maybe get ahead in life. But these people do. Um, Albert Einstein was just because he's such a, you know, the pictures into your main brain. Right, right, right. It turns out he was wrong about a lot of stuff, but he just got pushed out by the media. He was the darling of everybody, the Princeton, blah, blah, blah. He, he, he was a cabal psychological operation. Einstein. Right, right. We, so, we live in a Nikola Tesla universe of yeah, right. ether, EMF, by... 5G. We, you know, I mean, that that kind of stuff. We do not le live in a fission fusion world of of solar. Sorry, it, it, we don't live in a nuclear world. Or right, right, right. So in medicine, here's what I discovered. This entire um, viral paradigm, the idea that we have little un invisible particles that come out of our mouth that fly over to you and make you sick. It's a great anti-human agenda, but where's the proof for it? Well, when you start tracing the proof back, you go back to 1954 and a guy named John F. Enders. Now, Enders, um, very interesting because Enders was not... You know, he does. He wasn't a self-made man. He didn't. He didn't work his way through his doctorate and PhD like my dad did. I mean, he uh, he actually was, I think, put in this position. So he he starts out with nineteen million dollars. He takes himself to Yale, and when he was in Yale, he um, he was a member of the Scroll and Key Society. So here's my question: Have you ever heard of the Scroll and Key Society? No. Right, because again. They've pushed the Skull and Bones Society out there because that's the one they're willing to throw away. They 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 push out the ones that they don't mind you looking at. It's like putting Klaus Schwab out there. Okay, they put Klaus Schwab out there, and everybody loves to hate Klaus Schwab, but he's a puppet too. And then when we're not paying enough attention to Klaus Schwab, what do they do? They put him in this see-through negligee thing with a fufu hat on the beach naked and you you see that picture i won't show it to you because it's just it'll burn into your brain and you'll have nightmares but <laughs> then that then you cannot get that out of your brain and you're paying attention to him again i mean he's just a he's a caricature of himself of a bond villain so this is what they did in, in, and this is what they do about the Skull and Bones Society. Oh, they push that all out there. But we're not looking at the other societies. There's a Wolf's Head and there's the Scroll and Key. And it, the Scroll and Key only has uh, 15 members a year. They're the most elite high money society in Yale. So this guy gets himself, this John F. Enders, he gets himself a degree from Yale. And he goes off and he becomes a PhD at Harvard. And the interesting thing, to one of the couple of things that I think are interesting that make me think he's synthetic. The the um, and this is the guy. Well, I'll, I'll come back to that. But but basically, he's the guy that decided we should look at 
this this thing called viruses. And, and he starts researching this with a medical student in somebody else's lab. And this is what he says. This is from his Nobel laureate's um, uh, speech. He says, Close at hand in the storage cabinet was the lancing strain of poliomyelitis virus. Now, I decided to go back and to find out what he started with. What is this poliomyelitis virus? And guess what? You can't find out because it's all behind in institutional paywalls. If I were at Harvard, I could read this, the literature from 1930s, but, but all the rest of us cannot. So they hide the ability to double check their work, essentially. And then... Um, but but it was named, it was called virus in the form of an infected suspension of mouse braid. So that's all it was. It, they never saw a virus. They never could prove it. They couldn't, they didn't have EM back then, electron microscopy. They couldn't culture it because he's the guy that developed the culture, right? So they couldn't do anything, but they called it an infective suspension of mouse brain and they equated it with poliomyelitis virus. And then they do a bunch of stuff and they they pass it from, from culture to culture and they deter, they call it a virus just because it causes cloudiness in cell culture. They say that's a virus. They don't know that. It's all smoke and mirrors. I'm going to tell can you. I, can but I do that with my martini? Make a little extra dirty martini and, and right. Clean, you you got a virus. Few more, few more olives and call it a virus. Right. That's a, essentially you got you hit the nail on the head. I mean, now, that's, that's, you know, you know, when you get about five or six olives in a martini, you're dirtying it up, and I call it at that point a dirty politician martini. Go on, <laughs> there. So then I started, and I learned this from George Webb. You probably know George, but anyway, he's you sure. know investigative journalist. And he said, when things are confusing, look at the people. And so I just kind of followed this John Enders dude. Well, here's an interesting point. So he claims that he, he had an, a PhD. They claim he has a PhD in Harvard uh, on immunology and bacteriology. But then I thought about that. And I said, you know, when I was in medical school, immunology was a new field really relatively new. So wow. what was he really? And here's what I found. This is out of the Harvard University bulletins themselves. The Committee on Immunology was created with Dr. Albert Coons as its first chairman in 1974. The Committee on Immunology was authorized by the Faculty of Arts and Sciences of Harvard University to grant a PhD in immunology. So he claims he got one in 1930, but you couldn't get one until 1974. Well, well, so let me interject right here. 76, we went in the, the bicentennial of the United States. We had what? We had the uh, one of those those flu outbreaks, Hong Kong yeah. outbreaks with, with vaccines that killed twenty five, and they shut down the entire vaccine program. For that. Right, right, right. Well, but anyway, so so this is this guy, and the other thing is, this is you'll love this one. So when he got the Nobel Prize, he had to have a biography. Now I can understand if you're introducing me and you make a mistake on my biography on a on a podcast, right? Okay, this is no big deal. But this is the Nobel laureate committees written biography of their new guy that they're going to give this this prize to in 1954. And they said, in 1917, he left his studies in Yale to become, in 1918, a pilot in the U.S. Air Force with the rank of ensign. What? What? Now, yeah, you don't become an ensign in the Air Force. There is no ensign in the Air Force. Again, it's it's a simple mistake that maybe it could be made by a telepod, telecaster that never been in the military. But the Nobel Laureate Committee, I don't think so. So, and and that's the only place that it shows up that he had that I can find that he had that experience. So, it's very interesting. I just think these people are not completely what they say. And then he he published. Here's another thing. He published this paper on how they they show virus culture in 1953, and in 1954 he's granted the Nobel Prize. What? You know, it takes people, they, they usually it's 30 years. Sometimes it's post-mortem. I mean, it's like, it takes a long time to get that Nobel Prize after you've done the research. Ab usually. Absolutely. That is, so, that is bizarre in itself. 
Yeah. And then Wikipedia doesn't even mention what his PhD is in, interestingly enough, but they call him the father of modern vaccines. All right. So so let's Wikipedia <laughs> is, is basically bankrupt and, and will not be around much longer, in my opinion and research. That's number one. It is, it is a Marxist tool. It allows them to control the propaganda and the information. I'll give you an example. Uh, when in 2020, when Fauci became the, the front man for the White House task force, I Googled Fauci's bio. What did I see, Lee? 21 pages of Wikipedia. 20, I printed out the PDF. I went through it. I, I typed in the word Zika in a PDF search. Nothing. I typed in 2016. Nothing. Fauci's year with, with former CDC Thomas Frieden was to amp up the fear around Zika virus, which was a nothing burger, even if it was a virus. It's absolutely nothing. It does not cause GBS, vaccines, hello. does not cause microcephaly, right? Sorry. And they try to create, oh, the Zika's come. Zika is coming. Right. It was one of their failed United attempts States. at this. And guess what? Fauci and Frieden were, were, were tag team on 60 Minutes on the 6th of November 2016, saying a Zika pandemic is coming next year. And they were so confident that Hillary Clinton was going to win that this was a slam dunking for the little midget. Oh, that's Fauci. funny. And two days later, Trump wins. And suddenly Zika just disappears. Right. It vanishes. And they they had vaccines right. rolled out, right? They, they stole more like $1.7 billion under Obama, right? Obama paid off. So he paid off somebody. In, in well, it Japan. was going to be Zika. And now they had to switch it. They had to switch it. It's, but so you're not going to find Zika in Wikipedia under Fauci. Now, I've not looked at Zika under wikipedia by itself and see if fauci shows up but usually if it did it would it would link between the two but fauci's entire year 2016 was erased doesn't exist oh my gosh yeah it's a big deal not a little deal people big deal well and you know when i was an intern at bethesda naval hospital he came over and lectured to us and it was just so silly. There was like four of us. He was one of the four in the room. I remember because I fell asleep. You were in the same room as Fauci? I literally bumped and elbows with him. He was he was giving us a lecture on something to do with uh, autoimmune disease. But right. I'm, I'm just saying. In fact, I, that's why I say my claim to fame is how I much, How much complete. taller were you that day next to Fauci? Oh, probably a couple feet. I mean, <laughs> 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 but we thought he was some big dude over there, you know, and then I then later in my life, I thought, why is he over here doing this? It was there was something he was being built for something. You know, again, it's 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 putting things on your. So he's now an associate professor at the military medical school and blah, 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 blah. That was the first year they remember. Had remember Betty Hill when they used to tap the old old short guy in the head? You know, good job. <laughs> yeah, good, yeah. Right. Well, that, that's basically what you've been doing, Fauci. I'm kidding around. Yeah. Yeah. But but it's again they're creating synthetic people for a job, and um, you it's, know, it's all it, smoke and mirrors, people. Yeah, it's it really is. I, I'm shocked. The, in fact, here's an interesting point: the paper, okay, the paper that we, the 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 cardinal paper where they determined the genetic sequence of SARS-CoV-2. They quote can, did that. It's called a pneumonia outbreak associated with a new coronavirus of probable bat origin. Now, this is where we got our vaccine blueprint, essentially. They they claim they they it's one Chinese guy, and the guy had had classic what they called classic symptoms. Now, this is at a time in 2019 when we didn't have 
tests we didn't have, which we never did, and we didn't have autopsies. So it was c- totally a clinical diagnosis that they said this guy has the classic of what we're seeing it's in, in, Wuhan. It's in China, where where the data could be anything. Yeah, and it's 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 in Wuhan, and so we do all that, and the next thing we know that they and then they put they do all this manipulation to try and figure out what's going on. Now, when you read this paper, if if I take a scientific paper in America. And and in, in the modern, it's kind of nice. This is new, which we didn't have when I was in training. But when you read a scientific paper now, if you put your cursor over their name, there's usually a, a highlight or a number by their name, and you, it tells you yep. who the people are, right? So this, I didn't count them, but this this paper has probably 22, 20 authors on it. Wow. The only, the only author, now it's very handy that they're Chinese for one thing, because you know, we don't speak, most people don't read and speak Chinese. So you Correct. have to do this in English. And I'm just going to tell you, you cannot trace the the, the superscript that says where, where uh, Feng Pu lives. I'm just making that name up. Yep. Um, you And where he works when he did this paper, when he contributed to this paper, because it says all people contributed equally. Well, that never is true. They don't exist there. They, they don't show up on the roster. If you can even find the organization listed, they tell you where it's supposed to be, but you don't find it. The only person that shows up on this paper is Zheng Li Shi, if I probably mispronouncing that, Zheng Li Shi. And she is the so-called bat lady of the Wuhan lab. Yeah, I remember her. So, so just let me reiterate this. We took the vaccine, we vaccinated our entire military border patrol, doctors, you know, trauma surgeons, truck drivers, all the people that maintain the infrastructure of America with a vaccine that was given to us the blueprint by the t- communist Chinese scientists. And the only one I can verify here is the person that we are suspicious of creating the whole mess. Now, I don't think she did, but that, but nevertheless, you, I mean, does anybody see the problem with this whole oh, issue? I see, I see lots of problems <laughs> considering that. That peg and other ingredients for for these these mRNA are all made in China. Yeah, they might be right. manufact- They might be manufactured in Baltimore with the, with Moderna or Pfizer wherever they're located, but they're but they're all ingredients, not all, but most of the ingredients in all these bioweapons, graphene oxide in particular, are made where? And think about the parasite, graphene parasites. Who knows right. where they came from? But they might have been made in Ukraine and shipped over in the biolabs there and shipped over to China and then shipped back. We don't know anything. This is the, I mean, we really don't know. Right. right? And forget and, and this the, crap about uh, adulterated vaccines. Vaccines have been adulterated forever. Yeah. Uh, th- yeah. They've never been, they've never done anything except make us sick. I- yep. I'll just say that. Um, and actually, if you really look at the numbers of Edward Jenner, he didn't save anybody. <laughs> That's the yep. real truth. But so why did we accept all this? And when I go back to the Truman Show analogy, you know, Ed, uh, Ed Harris that plays the director. At, yeah, he's good. People, he's really good. But when they say, well, why did why did why did Truman go 30 years and not suspect anything? And he said, this is his quote. He says, we accept the reality of the world, which we're presented. It's as simple as that. So it Truman is. was born into a false reality. And I would just say we are all born into a false reality. We accept that reality because it's what we've been presented with. Well, but you the, and I no longer accept the reality. No, that's right. And the good news is at the but end of the did, time, we did previously, well, no question. We did. I accepted viruses and everything. But now that we're, this is the other good news is at the end of the show of the Truman Show, he, they, he, he discovers, he, he has to, to get out of the tr- show, he has to conquer his fear. So he conquers his irrational fear of the water. He gets on a sailboat, he sails out, his bowsprit hits the wall, and he realizes it's a scam, it's a show, he can get out. 
And he walks up these stairs and he's going to take a bow and everybody's going batshit up in the control room and they're going, oh my God, can he really get out of here? Can he actually do this? And Ed Harris says, he's always been able to get out. He just never knew he could. And you see, that's where we are in 2023 right now. We don't have to be in this Truman Show anymore. We no, can, we, or the Fauci we can show, wake up. Or, or the World Economic uh, Schwab show, or Bill Gates show. We don't have to be in any of it, people. You need to wake up. Lee, got about one minute left. Close out. Where can people find you? I'm going to bring you back at some point near Christmas. Oh, well, uh, you know, I'm at themedicalrebel.com and come support the show. And uh, we, and I also am on Freedom Doc One. That's where I do more of the woo stuff, but I enjoy it. I haven't been fun on Telegram. <laughs> yeah, the woo's great. And where, where do we find you on uh, Telegram? What's your Telegram channel? Freedom Doc One. Freedom Doc One. One. Yeah, Thank you. Number one. Lee, great to see you as always. Appreciate it. Love your new show. Thanks. Thank you. Have a good night. See ya.